thought it was forever I thought it would last You gotta try to make it A page of my past You didn't even say goodbye When you slammed that door Now I'm lying here alone In what once was our bed Trying to forget all the cruel words you said While the radio was playing What once was our favorite song Oh, enough is enough, I won't take anymore I'm picking myself up off the floor Cause you can't keep a good man down Can't keep a good man down Oh, no Can't keep a good man down Baby, can't keep a good man down Hey, you guys! Welcome to the Football Goonies Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Seplick. You just can't keep a good man down. I don't know what was going on with Audacity and the iOS system, but uh, through my highly honed, my highly honed skills of barely any computer experience ever, uh, we got we got it going and we're back. So uh, thank you guys for uh, holding down the fort and not losing your crap as we were gone, uh, not giving you the fantasy goodness. But uh, we made it back in time for the start of playoffs, and that's what we're gonna be talking about today. It's the first round of the playoffs for both uh, both leagues, the fantastic M- the new fantastic empire. Uh, Keeper League, and the Prestige Dynasty Worldwide. Wide, wide. So uh, buckle up, Buttercup. We're going to get into it. Uh, first of all, let's uh, give a big congratulations to all the teams that made the uh, Fantasy Playoffs. No easy feat, uh, for especially for others. Some others. Uh, some, it was a little easier, obviously yours truly um and to those who didn't make the fantasy playoffs i just got one thing to say to you what (laughs) what an idiot oh what a loser good that is right uh thank you chaz for that uh insightful analysis Um, I guess the biggest loser of the year would have to go to uh, our good friend, uh, Old Man Gary, who uh, ill-advised, and I don't even remember the trade, but I remember it being horrific, gave away his first-round pick to um, now regular season first place, uh, Mr. Schultz. Look at what you made me draft, and what he's making him draft with the uh, 101 pick is going to be Trevor Lawrence in a 2QB Dynasty League. So uh, I I think that one goes especially out to to Gary there. Um, Other than that, though, um, yours truly, of course, secured two buys. No easy feat, considering the trials and tribulations that I had to endure uh, injury-wise. Uh, we'll see how it turns out, of course, going into the playoffs. Uh, even though I have the bye week to get healthy, I lose the number five running back uh, in the league in Antonio Gibson, uh, obviously, because it would have been too much of an advantage for me to have him. 
among all the other players that are injured on my team. Um, I, I don't know what kind of deal with the devil you people made, but you're obviously uh, working very hard to take down the the front runner team, obviously. So, uh, congrats. We'll see if it works out. Uh, hopefully not. But I know that for a fact I will have a hard matchup in the next round unless we have a double upset, which is highly unlikely. But uh, we'll get into that. And then on the other side, uh, I want to give a big congratulations to uh, Mr. Brian Brodsky. Now, for you people that don't know who Brian is, especially in the Dynasty League, you haven't been in uh, the Keeper League with us, uh, Brian is the, the godfather of the Atlanta Foot Clan family, which is what we are actually used to be called. Uh, Brian put it all together, uh, things changed, and he had to leave one of the leagues and step down as commissioner, to which you all know that I took over, and uh, then thusly... Uh, improved the Atlanta Foot Clan Keeper League into the new galactic fantasy empire that it is today. But uh, I want to give a big shout out to Brian because for the people that do know him, uh, Brian has a, a long and historic rough road in fantasy football with us. Um, time and time again, in all the leagues, Brian has always failed to uh, make the playoffs, uh, most of which was because of me. Uh, I believe I remember uh, I had a we had a kicker uh, when we still had kickers in the keeper league uh, come down to keeping him out of the playoffs one year. Uh, that might have been the year, the first year I won the uh, championship. That's right, former champion. Um, and anyways, uh, Brian took his, uh, he actually had a quite successful run in the, the Megala Bowl uh, last year. Not this year, I don't know if he did it or what's going on with that. But uh, he went pretty deep to his credit and I think he, he learned a few things because he uh, made the playoffs this year in the Keeper League and no easy feat to him. Uh, he managed a bye week on top of that. So uh, congrats to Brian on that. All your hard work of years and years of fantasy football finally paid off for you to win the uh, regular season uh, Keeper League and secure that weight. I mean, you did secure a bye, but... Oh, that's right. That's right. The last-minute touchdown from Andy Dalton to Amari Cooper that dropped your Ravens defense three points, delivered you the blow of losing to me on the tiebreaker with the same record, uh, scoring more points in the regular season, even though I lost my uh, my number one stud running back, and then I traded for a, another number one stud running back who proceeded not to play. And uh, all, all that obvious... Uh, difficulties I've had to endure, uh, but it didn't slow me down, and you, you narrowly lost, so I think you should definitely take some consolation in the fact that not only did you make the playoffs, but you were almost as good as me in your best season you've ever had in, compared to a, I guess, mediocre season for me, uh, so that's got to feel good, 
Anyways, uh, so we're going to get into the matchups today. Uh, going to kind of ignore the loser brackets because you people aren't worth talking about. But uh, we're going to get into uh, the new Fantastic Fantasy Empire first. Uh, it's going to be... Sorry, I'm adding the fantasy. It's just the new Fantastic Empire. Uh, that's a really beautiful name. I'm so happy I came up with that. Uh, anyways, we have a a slight lag because obviously uh, Chris and Groovy Drew both had a player play la uh, on Thursday night, and I was unable to record until now. But uh, this is what you get. And I'll, as always, when I am late, I still give an honest analysis of what I think was going to happen for the players that did already play and still make my picks based on that. So getting into it, the first matchup is uh, Team Chris 1914 versus the Texas Bear. Now, to me, the Texas Team Texas Bear, uh, Tyler's team, is actually with me missing CMC uh, and having issues with tight end. Uh, he is the strongest team in the league. Uh, he's got the up and down Italian, but man, his team is pretty stacked up front. And he had a couple good waiver pickups to kind of help him through some of the injuries. So uh, let's get into it. So first off, we have Kyler Murray versus Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Uh, possibly Deshaun Watson, but with that Chicago matchup, my guess is he's going to stick with Aaron Rodgers playing Detroit. And the way Kyler's been playing lately, uh, possibly still injured, we're going to give the advantage to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, running back... We have Ezekiel Elliott and Daryl Henderson versus Alvin Kamara and Wayne Gallman. Uh, I don't really love the matchup uh, on either side. Elliott's got a good matchup, but Daryl Henderson, he, he did worse than I expected, but I didn't expect him to get more than like four or five points anyways, so uh, that really didn't matter much. And Alvin Kamara is obviously a big question mark with the whole Taysom Hill thing going on. Uh, the big one, though, is the secondary running back with Wayne Gallman playing Arizona. Wayne Gallman has been quietly one of the better running backs in the league. Uh, great pickup by Tyler, so I'm going to give the advantage there, but I'm not super loving it. Um, but obviously, Daryl Henderson uh, sucking helped that decision. Uh, next up, we had Sammy Watkins and Stefan Diggs versus Adam Thielen and DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think I need to explain why we're not going to side with the Sammy Watkins side. Uh, although possible, it's not likely to outscore Adam Thielen and Nuke, even with a hampered Kyler Murray. Plus the fact that Nuke is generally the best option for Kyler, that's going to kind of negate Kyler a little bit. So advantage on Tyler's team for that. At the tight end position, you got Logan Thomas and Robert Tunyon. Um... I think Tanyan goes off big, but definitely Thomas is the safer bet. Um, but I do think this is a Adams and Tanyan and Aaron Jones game, so uh, it's going to be brutal. So give me advantage there. And then at the flex position, as of right now, it's Greg Ward and Zach Ertz. Uh, I would assume that Chris Godwin and maybe Leonard Fournette get in there, at least Chris Godwin for one of these guys. Um... It'd be irresponsible if not. Possibly Russell Gage, too. Uh, but either way, on the other side, you got Curtis Samuel and DJ uh, DK Metcalf. So, advantage on that end. And last, you have the 49ers versus the Chiefs, or versus Washington versus the Chiefs versus Miami. 
Um, I'll give a slight edge to the Niners, considering they're missing Antonio Gibson and Alex Smith is kind of hampered with that uh, blood-spurting leg. And the Chiefs, Miami, that that's a hard one to guess. Uh, I'll give Chris the advantage there, but I mean, obviously, across the board, we're going to pick Team Texas Bear to win. Uh, thus moving to face uh, Brian in the next round of the playoffs. Uh, next up, we have Team Groovy Drew versus the SC Honkers. Now, Drew already had Robert Woods play. Uh, he would tell you that he was the heavy favorite. I don't know if I really agreed with that, but let's dive into it. Uh, first up, we got Russell Wilson versus Kirk Cousins. Uh, as much as I want to pick Russell Wilson, he has been not great the last several weeks. I mean, he's put up 9, 24, 16, and 17 points in our scoring format. He's just looked real rough, taking a lot of sacks. And I don't know what the deal is with him, but I don't expect him to be super, super duper efficient. And I think this is going to be more of a run game anyways, whereas Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw the crap out of the ball. And this dude has been balling out as of late in the uh, exact same four weeks. He's been at 21, 28, 32, and 27 points. So I'm going to actually give the advantage to Kirk Cousins. Uh, they just... He's just balling out right now, and they're going to have to keep up with Tampa. Uh, at the running back position, we got Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb versus Dalvin Cook and James Robinson. This is a big matchup, boys. Uh, Eckler should get a lot of work. They're going to probably lean on the run. Uh, Chubb should get a lot of work. I don't know how effective he'll be, though. Uh, whereas Dalvin Cook's always got work, James Robinson's always got work, and he's the only one with a real soft matchup with Tennessee. So give me advantage Dalvin Cook and James Robinson, as Chubb and Eckler have a little more question marks to me than Cook and Robinson with their matchups. Uh, the receiver position it was Christian Kirk and Robert Woods versus Terry McLaren and Keenan Allen. Um, Christian Kirk and Robert Woods definitely are lesser than the other two. Uh, plus, the Allen matchup with Atlanta is fantastic. Uh, McLaren, he's pretty much the only option Washington has, so at the very least, even with the coverage, he will get a lot of targets, uh, other than, I guess, Logan Thomas a bit. And then uh, we know what Robert Woods did with the 5.6. I would have thought he would have ended up at like 8, 9 points, so it was a little low, but it wasn't super low. Uh, either way, I'm obviously going with Keenan Allen versus Atlanta against both those receivers and then just add Terry McLaren on top. My goodness. Uh, next up, we got Mike Gesicki uh, versus Eric Ebron. Uh, I like the Ebron side better. Uh, he's been balling out as of late, getting a lot of targets. Uh, 22 targets in the last two games. Uh, I can't really argue with that. And Gesicki, he's been kind of a roller coaster, but nothing special this year, so advantage Ebron there in a good matchup uh and then at the flex position we got David Montgomery and T.Y. Hilton versus Pittman and Drake uh, this seems pretty even I think Montgomery's definitely the best play out of all these but Drake could do very well especially with how the Giants have been struggling with the run but playing well against the pass um so and with Murray being a little hampered, I think this could be a big Drake game. The question is, will Hilton continue his dominance, or will Pittman finally get his again? 
Uh, not that he's been horrible, but uh, he's definitely not been good the last two weeks compared to T.Y., who's gone uh, off much better, but big plays. So uh, I will probably go with that's a wash. And honestly, Dave Montgomery just has the best matchup. So give me advantage on that flex combo, but not by a ton. And then finally, we got the Steelers versus the Cowboys. Cowboys, I think, oddly have the advantage, even though they're crummy. They are playing against not Joe Mixon, just Geo and uh, Brian Allen. I don't even remember this dude's name. Uh, either way, I think Buffalo can put up a lot of points and will have to, so the Steelers aren't as good a defense play. Uh, it'll basically come down to uh, if they get a touchdown or not, which is highly unlikely. Um other than that, uh, other plays that could happen, Kiki QT, uh, that's pretty much it. And I don't know if I'd trust that. I think the lineups are pretty well set. I'm not a huge Christian Kirk fan, but he's probably a little safer than uh, QT, especially with the injury stuff. So without Kittle, uh, I'd go with SC Hawkers even before the bad game uh, with Robert Woods for the upset. And I know Drew's not going to want to hear that, but... That's the way it is, which would volley either one of these guys is more than likely facing me in the next round. And we're going to see if I really re end up regretting not trading for Dalvin Cook instead of CMC. So uh, good luck to y'all. Uh, we'll see how it turns out, but I'm probably 100% right. Next up, we're going to move to Prestige Dynasty Worldwide, wide, wide, wide. Alright, so once again, uh, congrats to Mr. Schultz for winning the league this year as far as regular season's con uh, concerned. Um, congrats to me for enduring so much injury yet being such a consistently good scorer that although I think I won less games than Mr. Jones because I obviously had way more points scored against me. But this is the beauty of uh, the Aniston scoring system and if you, if you really don't believe me let's just go to the tape uh although i outscored clay by almost 50 points uh and had one more point record um the big tail of the tape was i had 170 points more than scored against me more than he did uh, and then on top of that, it's going to hurt him is he was consistently one of the worst managers as far as setting up his lineup. Uh, he's probably a little pissed off me going off on him for no reason like it. But I just want you to understand how hard it was for me to get to where I am this season. Being the next closest team had, what, like 90 points scored less against him than me. Um... I mean, that's that's pretty big on an average. But, I mean, to beat other playoff teams by 170 points scored against, I mean, that's huge, man. That's like, on average, what, like 12, 13 points a game? I mean, how do people withstand victories? I'll tell you how they withstand victories. Their name is Jason Seplick, the football goonie. Anyways, uh, so the way it ended up shaking out, we have a uh, fantasy football team, worst name ever, versus Jones and for some TDs and then uh, Zeke and Destroy versus El Oso Fuego sneaking in there at a 14 and 12 record. Now, 
the real nice thing on this one is you get my pure unbridled uh, opinions because no one has played. They chose not to. Uh, Clay will probably end up regretting that as he missed out on 20 points from Mr. Cam Akers. But let's dive into their matchup. So first up, we got Fantasy Football Team versus Jones and Foursome TDs. Now, Clay was smart not to play Cam Newton. Uh, every time he has, he screwed him. So this was the first time he actually correctly didn't pick him. Um, the question is whether Kirk Cousins is going to bite him in the butt. Clay has a bunch of pretty good quarterback options, and he seems to always at least miss out on one pick out of them. So we'll see if he found the, the code this week. But uh, he's got Matt Ryan versus uh the chargers and matt stafford versus green bay as of right now with the possibility of kirk cousins going in as we talked about last round or last uh, segment but we're gonna stick with what we have now uh that is versus tom brady and ryan Tannehill. now even if kirk cousins gets in here uh whether it's stafford or matt ryan i like the combo of brady and Tannehill better than those so, sorry about that. Got a text message from my wife and slightly distracted me. Uh, anyways, Ryan Tannehill has Jacksonville. Brady has Minnesota. So, they're the clear-cut picks for me. Um, not by a ton, but uh, definitely the winners there. At the running back position, we got Nick Chubb and Dave Montgomery versus Zeke Elliott and Aaron Jones. Uh, Montgomery's been balling out. He's been a very good running back, finally. Uh, I don't expect it to last very long, but it's working out, and he's got Houston. Zeke's got a good matchup with Cincy. Aaron Jones got a good matchup with Detroit. He's really the wild card. If Aaron blows up, then this side wins. If he doesn't, then I would take the Chubb-Montgomery side. Uh, either way... I'm going to go trust with the better matchups and give it to Zeke and Aaron Jones, but I don't feel supremely great about it, so uh, just a barely lead. Next up, we have Keaton Allen and Allen Robinson versus Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin. Now, all four have plus matchups, but of course, not all four have plus quarterbacks as Robinson and Michael Thomas are playing with uh, Turdfergs as far as QB passing goes. Um, so it comes down to Godwin and Allen, and obviously Allen is the strongest play. Michael Thomas has a chance, but Philly's defense is no joke. I know they're way vulnerable on the, uh, the pass defense, but it tends to be big chunk plays, I believe. And Thomas and uh, Hill just have not shown that rapport enough. So I'm going to give the advantage to Allen and Robinson, but I don't feel super, super great about it. Uh, all these guys, other than Keenan Allen, give me a little, little bit of hesitance. So that's why I'm gonna side with Keenan Allen on it. Uh, next up, you got uh, the Darren Walrus versus Rob Gronkowski. Um, I will say that although Darren Waller is the the obvious pick, even though he's playing Indy. Hold up, might have a fight. Nope, uh, still with you boys. It wasn't our box, so, uh, where was I? Yes, Darren Waller, uh, even against Indy, should be the big matchup, but the thing is, Gronk, it sounds like doesn't have Mike Evans this week, so I think that's gonna be huge, because Evans' money's been short 
yardage, touchdown passes, and Gronk's the other real big body for that. So uh, there's a real chance Gronk outscores Waller, but that volume, man, I don't see how I can bet against it. So I'll give an advantage to Waller, but with the caveat that I actually think Gronk has a chance to outscore. Uh, And then finally at the flex position, you got A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson versus McLaren and Drake. Uh, Drake's the weakest link here. Uh, Brown's a little just questionable with his health as of late, but, I mean, the dude's killer, so you can't really hate on him too much. And then, of course, Justin Jefferson. Man, what is there to say about this guy? He has only a couple super massive blow-up games. I know it seems like he's done greater than he has, but, I mean, I mean, honestly, he's killing it, so. Uh, obviously, the advantage is going to be there with the Drake thing, but uh, I'm not going to entirely sleep on McLaren and Drake, but, I mean, there's no way. you got to give the advantage to Brown and Jefferson. So, with the receivers, the possible tight end, and the flex, that makes it real tough here because... I think he has enough to pull out the win, but man, those quarterbacks are really scaring me a little bit, especially if he chooses wrong. Um, And I do expect Aaron Jones to have a big game, so it comes down to receivers and the tight end, basically. Uh, I'm going to go... I mean, Clay's proven time and time again that he has not managed well and just picked wrong. Because he does have other options. I mean, like, he missed out on the Cam Akers, which you can't really blame him for. Uh, But we're not going to see DJ Chark with uh, Mike Lennon. I mean, man, it's rough sledding for this guy right now. He has one of the deeper teams, but it feels like he doesn't have any real options. Uh, I guess Tyler Lockett's the big question mark possible play, but I don't know who you put him in for. Uh I guess your options are Robinson and Brown, and I don't see how he can do that with how crazy lock it is. Um, what time's that game at? Sorry, it's a little slow roll. So it's a 3 o'clock game, and uh, the problem is he'd have to make the decision early because Brown and Robinson both play at noon. So uh, I, I think he's going to stick with the lineup. Um I will say, if he plays the lineup as is, he's going to lose. If he plays Kirk Cousins in the spot of one of them, uh, I'm not going to tell him who to play, but I think he has a much better chance of winning, but that's just my opinion. doesn't really matter, obviously. Uh, on the other side, too, I didn't even really look. Let's see if there's any other options. I mean, he's got J.K. Dobbins as a possibility. Um, that's pretty much it, so... Yeah, uh, so the possibility of J.K. Dobbins, but I mean, put him instead of Drake, maybe. Uh, it's a tough go. I'm going to go advantage Clay, but I don't feel good about it. Honestly, I think I honestly think uh, Mr. Greenwood's going to win this one, but uh, that's just the way I look. If Cousins plays, I go Clay Green. if he doesn't Greenwood. So, uh, Jones for some TDs. And then final matchup, we got Zeke and Destroy versus El Oso Fuego. This is the most lopsided of the games. Uh, Tyler never expected, I think, to be in this position this season after losing Saquon and I think one other piece, if I remember correctly. No, pretty much Saquon and Julian Edelman, uh, I guess. But uh, what really saved him was Axel's, as we always have to mention, stupid, stupid trade. 
giving away Justin Herbert for what was it? A twenty-two for or twenty-two first? Uh, just mind blowing. So he probably got a first two years after the the pick that he used on Herbert. And chances are, uh, depending on how the next couple of years go, it might even be a worse pick. Uh, I think he got Herbert at six or something like that. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But man, Axel is dumb sometimes. For a rocket scientist especially. Anyways, uh, we got Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen and Herbert. Uh, I think Herbert's going to have a bounce back. Uh, Allen's the big question mark, and Rodgers is just the number one there. So we'll give advantage there, but I don't love Lamar Jackson. A divisional game, that might actually be an issue, especially if Dobbins goes off. So uh, we'll give the advantage there, but not by a ton. At the running back position, we got Derrick Henry and Todd Gurley versus Kareem Hunt and Robinson. So basically it comes down to Henry versus Robinson. Uh, Gurley is an afterthought here. Kareem Hunt's an afterthought. Honestly, but Gurley does have the better uh, the better matchup, and he's going to be the more goal line work kind of person. So give me advantage, Derrick Henry, uh, in that head-to-head matchup. I know Robinson's pretty much the whole team, but as Henry goes, uh, the rest of the Titans go. So advantage there. At the receiver position, we got Tyreek Hill and Robbie Anderson versus Tyler Boyd and Landry. I think it's pretty simple and safe to say we're going to go with Hill and Anderson with DJ Moore out and the fact that Tyler Boyd has a noodle throwing to him. Uh, just And Landry's facing Baltimore, although he has the better matchup being in the slot a lot more. Um, Baltimore's slot corner, I believe, is no joke. So either way, uh, Tyreek is the play. At tight end, obviously, we go Kelsey over Gesicki. No analysis needed. And then finally, T.Y. Hilton and Mike Davis versus Melvin Gordon and John Kelly. Unfortunately, uh, Mike Davis uh, gets to play, so he's a great play there. Whereas, otherwise, he'd be struggling for a second flex play. Probably playing Slayton or Gore or something crappy like that. So... He's been gifted this week. Hopefully it doesn't continue as I need CMC in the uh, other league's playoffs next week. Uh, Either way, though, I don't think there's a single position that I gave uh, El Oso Fuego the advantage to. So obviously we're going to pick Zeke and Destroy for the win, uh, thus catapulting him to probably be facing... uh, I mean, he could either face me or uh, Mr. Schultz, depending on how Clay decides to screw up or finally succeed with this team. And that's going to finish up my breakdown for this week. Uh, I do appreciate y'all stopping by. Sorry about the no podcast for a couple of weeks, but we are back and the technical issues have been fixed. So uh great to be back with y'all can't wait to break down this round after the fact and then give the picks for next week so until then um thanks for tuning in and remember goonies never say die that's all folks